0: all right so all i hear about these days is ai which jobs it's going to replace how everyone's already
1: integrated it into their platform yeah it's pretty wild and i don't know i'm kind of torn between like being really excited and also being slightly terrified right it's it's completely overwhelming so today
0: i wanted to go through some of the recent launches by like microsoft and google and even mozilla and explore some of the real world examples of how AI is being integrated directly into some of the most used products on the internet. And this research actually, it alleviated some of that stress. You can kind of see how this world is going to evolve a bit. So I think it'll be helpful.
1: All right. I want to alleviate some of my own stress, Michael. So I am definitely here for that. (laughs) All right. Well, right after we just roll that intro. Welcome
0: to Rocketship.fm.
1: Ship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito.
0: And a quick word from our sponsors.
1: As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security and that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing so HackerOne isn't just theorizing they're actively safeguarding AI's future just recently a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI.
0: Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocket FM 24. That's pork porkbun, P O R K B U N dot com forward slash rocket FM 24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. So earlier this week, Google finally released Bard, its answer to ChatGPT. It comes six weeks after Google first publicly announced its Bard chatbot, and three and a half months since OpenAI first released ChatGPT in early December
1: and kicked off an AI arms race, unlike anything we've seen before. Yet the stakes really couldn't be any higher for Google. They'll soon roll out generative AI across Docs, Gmail, the entire workplace suite. The quality of their AI will steer public opinion about the tech giant and with it Google's future. In a conference in Paris,
0: Google explained that Bard would work particularly well for nora queries, questions which in there's no one right answer. Of course, conversational AI also raises questions when it comes to accuracy, sources of information and ethical stop
1: gaps. In its blog post, Google shared a few screenshots of its chatbot product Users are first presented with a blank chat box with a disclaimer right under it that says BARD may display inaccurate or offensive information that doesn't represent Google's views.
0: There are a few sample prompts, but users are free to type in whatever they want in the text field. After that, BARD loads the answers and displays it all at once. It doesn't feel like BARD is writing a word-by-word answer, but Google says that it works pretty much like other generative AI chatbots. It comes up with the next word based on the previous words.
1: Unlike Microsoft's Bing chatbot, Bard doesn't have footnotes with web sources. Those footnotes can help you check the accuracy of the answer. If you aren't satisfied with Bard's answer, Google does give you the ability to view more answers for the same query. You have to click in the top right corner named view other drafts to load more answers. That's right. And Ben Parr, the
0: co-founder and president of Octane AI, did some really interesting tests to compare the two that he recently wrote about in his newsletter. His first prompt, Write me a unique and unusual five-paragraph essay about the history of Super Mario. Yeah, and we've
1: done entire episodes about this. I wonder if it was trained on this very podcast. (laughs) It could be, honestly. I mean, Google is a data vampire after all. Okay, so Google Bard's first paragraph went something like this. Super Mario is one of the most iconic video game characters of all time. He has starred in over 200 games and is known for his friendly demeanor, his red overalls, and his ability to jump incredibly high. But how did Mario come to be? Not exactly unique or unusual, I'd say. No, not really. Kind of standard, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. let's actually see ChatGPT's response to that same question. The history of Super Mario is a tale of serendipity and unbridled creativity that has defined the world of video games for over four decades. It all began in 1981, when a young game designer named Shigeru Miyamoto found himself tasked with repurposing an unsold arcade game named Radar Scope. As he toyed with the idea of a love triangle between a carpenter, a gorilla, and a damsel in distress, the character we now know as Mario emerged. Originally called Jumpman, Mario's occupation and appearance were altered due to a striking resemblance to the landlord of Nintendo's American warehouse, Mario Seagal. Thus, the mustached Italian plumber was born. Wow.
0: I mean, you can immediately see some major differences. Google's essay, it's pretty generic. It uses simple, straightforward language. It doesn't feel much better than a snippet of like a search result, to be honest.
1: Right, but ChatGPT4, on the other hand, I mean, it pulled unique language and facts for the essay. It even created special subheadings for each section. I didn't even remember that Shigeru Miyamoto came up with the idea after repurposing an old arcade game called Radar Scope. And ChatGPT got that fact right.
0: Yeah, so... Points on the board for ChatGPT. Now, the next test he ran was actually a math prompt, a large language model. LLMs like GPT-4 and Lambda, the LLM-powering BARD, are notoriously mistake-prone when it comes to solving math problems. GPT-4 made major improvements over GTP 3.5 in its ability to solve math problems
1: and pass mathematical tests. But how did BARD fare? Yeah, and so— He gave a prompt for a very complicated math problem. I'm not even going to lay it all out here, Michael, because honestly, (laughs) I I saw it and I don't even know how to say it, but it is really complicated. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And
0: for this one, Bard actually got it wrong which was strange because if you simply googled the exact same problem you would get the correct answer that's interesting okay
1: so we're starting to see a little bit of a pattern here
0: okay so the next one seems right up google's alley Ben's third prompt was, pretend you are a programming genius and I am your human liaison. Pretend I know nothing about coding. Write
1: me some code for a simple game of Hangman. Okay, and the results, ChatGPT's code was far more detailed. It included a set of words that the program would use for the Hangman's game, randomly chosen by a simple array function. Uh, It knew the game wouldn't work without some starter words like grape and elderberry. ChatGPT also included additional explanation for the key functions of its code. It remembered that the person writing the prompt was a beginner in this example, and it included instructions. Bard's output was far less detailed, didn't even include starter words for the Hangman game or additional context on how its code worked. But did the code work? Well, ChatGPT's code ran perfectly every time, but Bard's code it failed to work. He was allowed to guess one letter before the Bard program just
0: crashed. Is Bard worse because Google is holding back for safety or business reasons? Is Google actually that far behind OpenAI, or does Bard just need a lot more human interaction to quickly improve? Yeah, and probably the
1: answer is all three, right? But it's still yeah. disappointing to see Bard come up short like this. It doesn't feel like it's, you know, ready for the real world yet, like being integrated into things like Google Docs and Gmail and, you know, all the things that they've been teasing, right? Yeah, so
0: why has Google fallen so far behind? That and more after a quick break. Com. That's business.att.com. This episode is brought to you by Yahoo Finance. Wouldn't it be great if you could see all of your investment and retirement accounts in one place? With Yahoo Finance, you can consolidate your views with multiple accounts into one hub and access the expert analysis you need to tend to your entire portfolio with confidence. Honestly, this has been a lifesaver for me. I've used Yahoo Finance to consolidate all of my various 401k and investment accounts so I can see everything all in one place. It makes it incredibly easy to manage. So if you're struggling with that, check out Yahoo Finance. For over 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart a great investor. And that's how Yahoo Finance ensures that you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety. So go to yahoofinance.com That's yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination.
1: So before the break, we were discussing the comparison between BARD, Google's latest AI model, and ChatGPT, which is powering Microsoft Bing's AI program and other AI integrations as well. And the BARD
0: responses were simply just not great um but this is Google we're talking about they have mountains of data one of the leading technology teams they can afford to hire just about anyone in the world how did they fall behind in the AI arms
1: race the YouTube channel AI explained had a pretty interesting take on this
2: First, a lot of its top researchers have left. There were eight co-authors at Google for the famous attention is all you need paper on the transformer architecture. That's amazing, right? They pretty much invented transformers. Problem is now all but one of the papers, eight co-authors have left. One joined OpenAI and others have started their own companies. Okay, that's definitely a blow. It feels like something went wrong there after the
0: initial progress, like seven of eight of the founding team leaving now what about
2: that safety angle they invested over 300 million dollars in anthropic the stated goal of that company is to work on ai safety and alignment so is google trying to be on the right side of history and place all of its bets on safe ai or are they trying to do to anthropic what microsoft did to OpenAI itself okay so
1: there could be more progress soon on that then But how about the theory that they have better models but are holding them back for safety and brand reasons?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting angle. Google is one of the most recognizable companies in the world. It has a huge brand reputation
2: to maintain. I don't know, there there could be something to this one. They had the Imogen text-to-image model that was better than DALI 2 and they didn't release it. Google said it was because Imogen encoded harmful stereotypes and representations. I dug into the original Imogen paper and it was indeed much better than DALI 2. Google wasn't bluffing, they had a better model and that wasn't the last time. In January of this year, they released a paper on Muse, a text-to-image transformer that was better than both Imogen and DALI 2. So why didn't Google release this? Well, I read to the end of the Muse paper and they say this. It's well known that models like Midjourney and Muse can be leveraged for misinformation, harassment, and various types of social and cultural biases. Due to these important considerations, we opt not to release code or a public demo at this point in time.
1: Okay, and the last
0: of the theories is maybe the most compelling. That they're just too smart and regarded
2: ChatGPT's model as childish? Well, that's the one. In December, Google released this paper on MedPalm. It's a language model tailored to help in a medical setting. And if you think its accuracy of 67.6% in answering medical questions was good, wait till we hear about the fact they've now released MedPalm 2. Here is a snippet of Google's presentation on MedPalm 2 released just a week ago.
1: Today, we're announcing results from MedPalm 2, our new and improved model. MedPalm 2 has reached 85% accuracy on the medical exam benchmark in research. This performance is on par with expert test takers. It far exceeds the passing score, and it's an 18% leap over our own state-of-art results from MedPalm. MedPalm 2 also performed impressively on Indian medical exams, and it's the first AI system to exceed the passing score on those challenging questions.
0: Maybe just Maybe they're playing chess, and OpenAI is over here playing checkers. It, it would be surprising if Google wasn't able to catch up, given its near unlimited resource it has to throw at this, and the importance of search and ad revenue to the rest of their endeavors. All
1: right, well, let's come right back after a quick break to hear from our sponsors.
0: So while we wait for Google to improve Bard and once again reign supreme, Mozilla's new startup will build trustworthy AI that benefits humanity. If it sounds familiar, it was OpenAI's founding
1: mission. The startup Mozilla.ai aims to create an independent and open source AI ecosystem that addresses society's most pressing concerns about the rapidly advancing technology. OpenAI was founded as a nonprofit with the stated mission of ensuring that its
0: research makes positive long-term contributions to humanity, but Many believe the company has strayed from this mission as it's partnered and taken in cash from Microsoft.
1: Just recently, a ChatGPT glitch leaked users' conversation histories. OpenAI's chief executive tweeted that there would be a technical postmortem very soon to talk about that.
0: Yeah, so Microsoft has invested tens of billions in OpenAI and has rolled out integrations with its popular products at a rapid pace. That partnership appears to have led OpenAI to take more risks and the company is now
1: firmly a for-profit. The vision for Mozilla.ai is to make it easy to develop trustworthy AI products. AI that has an agency, accountability, transparency, and openness At its core
0: mozilla ai says it will be a space outside of big tech and academia for like-minded founders developers scientists product managers and builders to gather to create an independent decentralized and trustworthy ai ecosystem
1: well it's going to be interesting to see how all of these ai companies and platforms really progress But that's pretty much going to wrap things up for this week. Maybe we'll have a follow-up episode on this in the months to come because, I don't know, it just seems like things move pretty quickly. But next week, we're going to have a special episode about industry Europe that you're not going to want to miss. For Mike Belsito,
0: I'm Michael Saka, and you're listening to Rocketship.fm. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network, and if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings.
1: Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.